Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to DC Sports Radio 1067 The Fan. This is AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm your host, Adam Epstein, aka AWOD, here talking Washington Wizards at AWOD Radio on social media. Daniel tweets me, loving the Wiz talk. What happens to the chemistry experiment when we add Hashimura and Bryant to the mix? Depth is a good problem. I'm surprised how hard Berton's defense now is as if he's fighting for minutes. I absolutely agree. And I, I said, I, I think the depth. Issue is going to be a good problem to have. You can have people uh, really competing uh, for second unit minutes. And when you look at the box score breakdown from last night, Washington loses to Cleveland 116-101. to 101. Cleveland 13-10 and 10 on the season. They've got a really good uh, guard play and some big play from the center position from Jared Allen and their rookie Evan Mobley. Uh, Allen had 28 last night and Garland couldn't miss. Five of six from three for 32 points. Uh, but as I said, you look at the Wizards box score, nobody scored 20 points. And that's the reason we lost the game. Beal had 14. The biggest score on the night for the Wizards off the bench was Denny Avdia with 16. Neto had 13. Holiday had 11. Harrell had seven. You love the even scoring around. I'm all for that. But you need somebody to score 20. Somebody has to hit the big shots. Beal was 0 for 3 from 3. Uh, Caldwell Pope was 0 for 3 from 3. He's had a 20-point game before this season. Dinwiddie's had a 20-point game. He was just 2 of 6, 1 of 4, and 5 points. And he kind of looked checked out in the game. He really didn't play well. Uh, but I, I think the Wizards will bounce back on Sunday against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Uh, Beal right now shooting his worst field goal percentage. Three-point percentage is bad. And his worst three-point percentage, he has to bre- has to improve. All that being said, there are a ton of bright spots. I think we've realized how good of a defender KCP is, how good of a rebounder Montrezl Harrell is. Dan- Denny Avdia's defense has been great in him in transition. Uh, and I've loved the way Howell Neto has played off the bench. Let's take your phone calls now. See what your thoughts are on the 14 and 9 Wizards here on 1067 the fan. Let's go to Ryan in DC. What up, Ryan? Hey, how's it going? 
Hey, man, thanks for calling. Hey, um, I uh, had some fantasy football uh, questions. I'm playing for the first time ever, actually. And okay. so, I, uh, yeah, I'm playing against, actually, uh, it's a group of 14, including um, some radio talk show hosts um, from D.C., some sports guys, um, a couple of them and their producer and some other, I guess, listeners. Um, so I already played Taysom Hill on uh, as quarterback, and um, so that got 20 points. So that was good. Um, my receivers are Chase and Thielen, Cincinnati and um, Vikings. Um, what do you think the running back situation is going to be? I have Mixon, but I also um, have Henderson. I guess he's questionable. So do you think he's going to play or Sony Michelle? I have both. Uh, I, yeah, I would play. I would play the first guy, and and you have Joe Mixon. Definitely play him. He's been great this season. Um, and then play Thielen. I, I'm expecting a big passing game. Uh, from the Vikings, Kirk has been throwing it and scoring touchdown passes uh, pretty much all season long. He's having a good season. He's been bad when he's been bad, but he, if you look at them, he's the reason they're getting into the end zone. Uh, thanks for the call, Ryan. Let's get back to the Wizards here, though. We got Rob in D.C. What up, Rob? Hey, what's up, baby? Well, I love your show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, love it, man. I, you know, I just like the way you discuss, you know, uh, uh, Wizards and, you know, like you say, it seems like we don't talk enough about them, but they're doing great. Uh, Awad, the Wizards, but for me, I'm going to make a, a little sort of put a little twerk, uh, uh, change things up a little bit, uh, because currently the way they're constructed, I mean they have a, they have a good team. You know, I like the way the coach has been changed, but I think they're going to have to tweak some things. Uh, they have a lot of threes on the team, and so I think they're going to have to put a package together and get get. Uh, I, and and I and I want my man to come home, and, that, and that's uh, uh, Jeremy Grant. I love Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I love he's him a, too, man. See, here's what I a, here's what a, I would say, Rob, and and I agree that we have too many threes, and we should make a, a trade. But I also say, I also say, let these guys compete for minutes, and I think it's good for chemistry. I think it's good uh, for practices, and so I actually may, would lean against making a move right now because we haven't really seen. Uh, the cream rise to the top of the crop. Right? I don't know if I made that saying right, but you and, get what I'm saying? Like yeah, They're still competing. Yeah. We haven't seen who's the best 3 and D guy on this team. Yeah, I, I get you, a Wild. But another thing I'm going to tell you we need. Now, I mean, KCP is a good defender, uh, a Wild, but we still need like a 6-6 defender that's straight, I mean, straight on the ball defender because if you notice now, we have had at least four or five games where the opposing guard on – on the opposite team, man, torched us. Last yeah. night, I give you garland. Torched us. Yeah. We, uh, we need that M. to be Bradley Beal, honestly, Rob. We really do. Say it again? We need that to Say be Bradley Beal. Oh, Bradley Beal's not going to do that. He haven't done it since he's been here, eh, Why? I know. No, I, I, I understand like that. that. I, and, and, but uh, I'm just saying... Uh, for, like uh, we can't go garlic, out and get somebody. Hold on, for that. Hold, hold on, no, don't, 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 don't garlic. slam Brad as a defender this season. Brad has actually been very capable defensively this but year, but he's he, not bringing it every single night. Yeah, to chase down. Come block on, man, Garland, Garland torched us last night. Yeah, uh, Terry, Terry, scary Terry, Charlotte. He torched us. We didn't have an answer. Come yeah. on, man. What are y'all watching? No, no, I agree uh, with uh, you, Rob. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. You, we don't, we, we don't have nobody to stop there. Post I feel like the problem defensively score. is on the interior. I think the perimeter defense has been much improved. It, it's been better, but he, he's right. A lot of guards have really come in and torched us. Terry Rozier, I mean, he had us uh, on like on skates. I mean, the the crossover pullback that he hit the game wear on us. Move. It was sick. It was a silly move. And, he could have did that on anybody, though. Yeah, it was that right. good of a move. Let's keep it going. We got Chris in Maryland. What up, Chris? Welcome to the show. 
Hey, thank you very much. Um, I think I agree with Linnell right there. Um, I think it's going to be the inside. But let me start with this. This is from my – because I haven't really paid my – not been a big fan, but I like this team. Culture is better. Defense, thank you. Um, and if I remember – and you were talking about Brad and his defense. If I remember the Chicago Bulls about the third quarter, maybe starting the fourth quarter, they it would be Phil Jackson say, release the Dobermans. That was when he moved Mike to Mike and Pippen out to the guard positions to defend yeah. the other team. Yeah. And um, – that was a defensive strategy. Why my worry with this team as constructed is like Linnell said, the interior when we got to go up against Giannis or Embiid or something in a playoff situation. I think we got the perimeter defense. And this is now this is from my nephew, 18 years old. He's really got me going on him, and I'm going to ride him because I'm like I said, I haven't really been paying much attention, but this year they look like they have some. So he said, he said, um, Denny Abdias, the, he's the lockdown. If somebody gets hot on the other team, he's going to lock them down. And you know what that's called, Uncle Chris? I said, oh, no, what, what, what do they call that? Uh, they call that one, when, when Denny locks him down, that's called being put in the denitentiary. <laughs> the denitentiary. <laughs> hey, good call, Chris. And I appreciate your support. And uh, go Wizards, man. I- I'm glad that you're paying attention this season. Let's go Patrick in D.C. What's up, Patrick? Hey, what's going on, A.Y.? You know, I- I've been away for a while. I used to rap with you sometimes in the summertime on the weekend. Um, I think we talked a little bit about Brad Beal and how he's got to bring it this season. I think it's a big year for him. You know, this was supposed to be the year where he took over as this being his team between this year and last year. And I think what we're finding out is he's a, he's a, he's a, a 1B, a 2A, you know, a complimentary player. He's supposed to be a, a, a top-flight shooter in this league, and we can't necessarily depend on him to hit shots. You know what I mean? As a shot maker, open, he misses more open shots than anybody who's regarded as a good shooter that I know of. <laughs> um, I think that's an issue. Um, we get nothing from our number one draft pick. And I love what Tommy Shepard has done with trades and organizing this team. I like watching the team. I like the bodies. I like the energy that the guys off the bench give. But we're talking about two years in a row where our first-round pick hasn't given us anything. You know what I mean? If we're going to keep drafting these Gonzaga guys, we might have to draft <laughs> the coach too. Because I don't – like. Like, I, Corey Kispert has given us nothing. He's yeah. the best shooter in the draft. Believe and, me, and he, they said he was said. NBA ready, and uh, I, I'm saying those scouts are dumb because uh, he's been and, he's been bad for us, man, and hopefully Rui can work his way into the lineup. But you're right. Uh, missing on two straight draft picks is kind of putting us in a tough position. What I will say about the Bradley Beal talk, though, is that I do like this whole – if he's only scoring 20 to 22 points a game this year – at least he's averaging eight or nine assists. He's getting the assists. And he's getting other teammates involved. I think he will. Uh, he is a good shooter. It's not like he has an ugly jump shot like a, a Giannis or or some of the other guys around the league. He has a good-looking jumper. It'll fall eventually. I'm going to take a quick break here. Uh, Mike and Andre, call back later. I'm going to be joined by Nick Ashew next here on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back to DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. This is AWOD Weekend Radio with your host Adam Epstein. And joining me on the hotline right now is one of my favorite guys in the D.C. sports media industry. It's my guy, Nick Ashew. Hollywood, Nick Ashew. What's going on, Nick? What's up, buddy? How are you, man? I'm good. Everything good with you? Yeah, man. Uh, I was just I was thinking to myself here, what, how is it that we always end up working together, man, from SiriusXM, and then I was doing some stuff with the football team, and you were on at 980, and then you came over here to 106.7, following suit with the AWOD Army, and now you're with me. We're both part of the BetQL network. 
It's uh, this business is very cyclical. I've learned so don't don't burn any bridges because <laughs> you never know who you're going to be working with again. Well, let's start with that though because I'm such a gambler now that I'm working on BetMGM tonight, Monday through Friday from seven to eleven p.m. You can watch us on Twitch at Twitch T. Uh, twitch.tv slash betql uh nick what is your best bet for this weekend in the nfl oh man you know what i i talked about this yesterday i even though it's a, it's a big line with the rams minus 13 over the jags and i know the rams have been losing recently th- this is an opportunity for jacksonville or for the rams to get right like they need that that get right game you know and yeah. i understand that you're almost laying two touchdowns in this but I'm comfortable with the Rams in the sense that, so if you look back at this season overall with them, we know that they've had trouble at times against better teams. Like, you know, they go and they, 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 they've had losses, you know, against when we talk about these Super Bowl contending games, you're playing the Cardinals versus like and Tampa before that and the, how the team has fluctuated. But teams below 500, the Rams are 5-0, and and they've won by an average of 16 points a game. And the Jags have lost six games by double digits this season. So if you're looking for a big cover, in this game, I understand that line is large, but I, I think the new guys are going to be a little more acclimated uh, with the Rams. You're going to get a little more of an opportunity to get Odell Beckham Jr. out there, more of a role in the offense. Hopefully, Von Miller uh, gets after the quarterback a little bit more, too, and gives Trevor Lawrence some hell. Th- this just feels like one of those games where the Rams take this and run with it and use it as a get-right game. I actually agree with you there, and uh, honestly, this season, betting double-digit favorites has been... You know, a good bet more often than not. Uh, Tampa has has uh, won against the spread anytime they've been double digit favorites. And my best bet of the weekend is also a double digit favorite. And kind of on your side here with le- let's just bet against the bad teams. And so I'm going Colts minus ten over the two and nine Texans as my best bet of the weekend. Good for you because Houston is three and one against the spread as a home dog. So Houston is still a very you know they're one of those sneaky teams. I compared them yesterday uh, to they're like the Detroit Pistons of the NFL. So the Pistons are eleven eleven against the spread this year, but they're a horrible team, right? The Pistons are not good. They covered though even against the Suns the other night. So it's kind of the same thing with the Texans where you watch them and go, you're a really bad team, but for some reason they just seem to be like this scrappy, let's play for our coach, let's go out and win this. I don't know what it is. I guess it's because, it's, look, everybody talks about tanking, right? Tanking in the NFL, tanking in the NBA. Players don't tank. Organizations may tank, but players don't tank. So this is one of those teams where you got a lot of guys on that roster that just aren't very good. But they want to keep having an opportunity to play in the NFL, and that's when they sneak up on teams every once in a while. Yeah, that's that's a good point there. And my guest right now on the hotline, Nick Ashley. Let's continue the NFL talk here and talk about uh, Washington going to Vegas. Uh, maybe let's. I haven't heard from you in a while. How shocked were you that Washington's on this three-game win streak right now and has really turned things around since the bye week? Oh, I've been shocked. I mean, listen. Ever since they were two and six, I looked at the team and said, "Here we go again. Time is a flat circle, and we're back to where we are again." And you know, I do the occasional post game show every couple of weeks or so, right there on the fan after these games. And majority of the time, it was losses, and everybody in this town was saying, "Fire everybody! Here we go again. This is a mess. I can't believe we're back here again." And you know, it, it's something changed during that bye week. Now. Am I going to sit here and talk about this team making any noise in the playoffs? No, no. Let, let's pump the brakes and just see if they can get into the postseason first. But the reality of it is, man, we're back to the same situation again where you look at a team, 
that was far out of the playoff picture. And for so many times, as we've seen before, with this Washington organization, not just Ron Rivera, but you know previous installments of coaching staffs, they go and make these late-season runs and have a chance to sneak into the playoffs again. I, look, last year was the year to tank if you needed a quarterback. Mm-hmm. This is not the year for that. So I, I look at this now and say, I, I, look, I'm surprised. But I'm also, at this point, I'm, I'm going to ride the bandwagon again. I'm just going to uh, allow myself to say, this team has a shot to maybe win in Vegas. Ed, because yeah. I thought they were going to lose to Tampa. Honestly, I thought that was even going to be a get-right game for Russell Wilson, who clearly looks checked out and has no desire to be in Seattle anymore, just by his body language alone. But uh, it's crazy, man. Like, we go down this roller coaster every single year, and here we are again. Yeah, I mean, you could look at all the, I think it was, uh, Grant Polson says this stat all the time. I love it. I think it was like 05, 07, 2012, 2015, and then last year is when they've gone on a four-game win streak and ended up into the playoffs. And if you look at all those teams, they all have one thing in common. It's that this team has found their identity. Anytime they go on a run, it's because they found their identity. And the identity of this football team is running it about 30 times a game and holding on to time of possession and keeping their defense fresh when they can come on uh, onto the field and get a stop. And so, man, if they can keep up that formula for the rest of the season, I feel like we're in every single game. Dallas is beatable. I think Philly stinks. Uh, I, I'm, I'm scared of New York because they always play their guess, uh, best football against us. Um, but, man, I, I think you're right. I think we've turned it around here, and I think – there's a chance that this is a playoff push. Where where do you stand on this division or or wild card? Because I think after Dallas won last night, or excuse me, Thursday night against the Saints, I think that was that's enough wins now for them to feel confident that they're going to end up winning this division because I think they either split against us or split against Philly. Uh, but I think New Orleans losing really opens up the wild card position for Washington. Yeah, and Washington already had the uh, the tiebreaker over. New Orleans even before then. So that was another advantage they had. I don't They're not winning the division. Dallas is still a much better team. I mean, listen, injuries could happen, and that could totally change the, the whole dynamic of that. But the reality of it is this is about the wild card for Washington. Keep in mind, I mean, Philadelphia actually has the second, I think it's the second easiest schedule the rest of the way. Uh, so they, even at 5-7, and seven, still have a chance because of the way the NFC is. Uh, 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 certainly a chance to sneak in there, especially if you got two games against Washington. So th- this is, when I looked at the schedule when it came out, and I'm not one of those like win-loss, win-loss, let's go down the schedule in freaking April or May and try to predict what a team's record is going to be because it's stupid and we never get it right. But mm-hmm. when you look at this backloaded schedule of just all NFC East teams down the, down the stretch here, I, it certainly gives Washington an opportunity to uh, – Look, I, I think it's not impossible for them to win the division, but I want to make sure that people listening understand that I'm not saying Washington is going to win the division. I am not one of those crazy people. But I do think that this team does have an opportunity to sneak into that play in the playoffs with maybe that last spot, that you know, the seventh seed. And, and also, too, keep in mind, we've got an extra week and an extra game this year, and I'm really curious to see sort of how that plays out this year in the NFL. And, you know, we're going to go back and say, well, this team maybe got into the playoffs, whatever that team ends up being. But it had this been 16 games like the previous years, they wouldn't have gotten in. How do teams approach that? How, you know, are, how many more teams are, are resting guys week 17? Maybe they wouldn't have week 16. And that changes the dynamic of a team like Washington, who in a 16-game schedule wouldn't have gotten in. But the extra game you know, against the Giants at the end of the year makes a difference. I don't know. Like A lot of that's up in the air, but it's fascinating. And I'm, I'm going to talk about this later on both my shows coming up. You'll hear them on the fan here, 10 to 2, actually, with two different shows. Um, it's, 
the 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 parity in the NFL, man, has been historic this year. I mean, we have so many weeks where one, it's underdogs winning, but more than just from not even a betting standpoint. If you're talking about covering or winning or whoever, depending if you're uh, you know uh, in sports betting or not, but just from a unpredictable standpoint, where we're looking one week going, the Rams are the best team in the NFL. And then they go out and lose, and then they lose three straight. And you're looking going, Matt Stafford's terrible. What has happened? And then it's the Cards are the best team. And then Kyler Murray's hurt. Or yeah. Tom Brady and the Bucks lose to Washington. Like, all of that stuff matters. And it's been, it's been a wild, wild season, that's for sure. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see how this thing wraps up over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think winning in Vegas is going to be huge for Washington to set up the stretch run. Uh, but I do have a feeling that week 16, 17, we're going to be looking back and being like, man, if this win streak had started one week earlier, because I know we could have beaten that Broncos team. We should have won yeah. that game. If we had a field goal kicker, it would have been completely different. Let, uh, Nick, we're running out of time here, but I do want to get your thoughts on the Wizards. Uh, a bad loss last night, but they're back in action Sunday, 6 p.m. against the Toronto Raptors, a team they've won and lost to already this season. Uh, your opening thoughts on the first 23 games of the season. I, look, they're still a much better team, but I think they're than where they were last year. But they're starting to level out. I think uh, you know a little bit. The one thing for me, the concern, and I, I have constantly, constantly taken the under on Peel's uh, point totals for every game throughout this season because he just he hasn't he hasn't figured out what his role is. Where he, I don't want to say where he fits in because obviously Bradley Beal is the best player on this Wizards team, but you know he just doesn't look as comfortable as he has in the past. Where you know he knew he had to go out and get you thirty something points for them to win, but. Last night was a lot about the bench, obviously. Nobody even played 30 minutes in this game. So it's it's not the best testament, essentially, as to where we are. But we need to see more of Bradley Beal being comfortable with this current roster and the way that it's constructed because you have so many more players that can go out there and score. You have so many more guys that can go and contribute. And that's a good thing. This team is better. But it also then changes the mindset a little bit of Beal where he's become a little bit more of a facilitator but then he just doesn't look comfortable and doesn't have a rhythm necessarily game in and game out. He was, what, 6 for 17 last night, 0 for 3 from 3, only at 14 points. So it, it, was, it was one of his worst games of the season, but for the Wizards as a whole, it, it wasn't great. But the key for me, even though it hasn't been as great recently, they are still clearly better than they were you know, defensively this year than they were last year or the year before because you couldn't get any worse than last place in the NBA in points allowed. So this is, this is still a Wizards team that I feel much better about but we're starting to see them, I think, level out a little bit, and you're going to have to figure out, especially as more and more guys start to return to this lineup, and it's even more deep, You know, what is Wes Unsell Jr. going to do about this rotation, and how are you going to eventually figure out what your strong rotation is? That's my guy, Nick Asher. Thanks so much, Nick. Yeah, buddy. Talk to you soon. Yep. Really good stuff there talking all things D.C. sports with him. When I return, I'll give you my keys to victory for Washington against Vegas. Washington football team, Vegas Raiders, big Sunday, 4 p.m. matchup. Give you my keys to victory next here on The Fan. Welcome back to 1067 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein here on a Saturday morning just past 9.20 a.m. and wanted to give you guys my keys to victory and some interesting quotes that I read on the Washington football team website. And let's start with one from Ron Rivera. He said about Oakland, excuse me, about Vegas, the Raiders, uh, they've got a good group of receivers that are playmakers. The big thing is uh, we have to do is, what we have to do is, again, get after the quarterback more so than anything else. And uh, totally agree with Ron Rivera there. Washington needs to get Carr 
in a reasonable amount of time. Force the quick throws. Never allow Carr to load up and throw deep. I've noticed this. There's like this trend around the NFL. It's probably been going on forever, but when QBs are able to fully drop back and then take two steps forward in the pocket, step up in the pocket, and throw deep, they are way more successful on those deep throws than when they're rushed and they're not able to step up. We cannot allow Carr to load up and throw it deep, to step back in the pocket, take a couple steps forward, and throw a 60-yard bomb. That's when our secondary gets burned. Even against Seattle, when Russell had time, he usually found someone wide open downfield. We limited his time for most of the game. Washington's pass rush is a huge factor in who wins this game because I am actually confident that we can slow down or stop the run of Josh Jacobs uh, because of how John Allen, Jonathan Allen has played uh, this season. But I am worried about our secondary, how they'll hold up against the speed in Oakland. Scott Turner was quoted saying, it's not easier because running the ball is hard and blocking guys front up front is hard. There's a lot less pressure on them when you're running the ball and the defensive line is having to play both instead of just to drop back and pass rush. Uh, and so that's so true. You got to stick with the formula. You got to be able to run the ball so that the D line on the other side, not just our O line, they're able to eat on running plays, but the D line has to think, hey, I'm not able to make a B line for the quarterback because I got to watch out for the run. And so I think Washington needs at least 30 runs throughout the game, run early, run late, run often, run Patterson, run Gibson, run Heineke, hold on to the damn ball. When Washington can run successfully, heck, when any team in the NFL can run successfully, it sets up play action perfectly. Guys legit running butt naked, wide open in the secondary because linebackers are playing so close to the line of scrimmage. The open space is huge on play action, and so is the middle of the field, but that only works if you're able to run successfully on first down and on third and short. I liked the play calling last game, but the two straight failures on third and short, Heineke should have ran on both of them, so I think he's saving that for this week in Vegas. we got to take... Here's Taylor Heineke's quoted, saying, We'd like to take shots downfield. We'd like to get those big chunk plays, but we're... But if they're getting out of their check down the ball, uh, if we're getting out of there checking the ball down is just as good. As long as we keep getting first downs and scoring points, that's all that matters. And yeah, the confidence now and how I feel now before the bye week is a total 180. We've, we would love some chunk plays, and I think that's going to be a big part of this shootout uh, this weekend because I think it's going to be high scoring. But the real reason for the turnaround, in my opinion, is the red zone scoring and third down conversions. Taylor Heineke's play is more confident. He's seeing the field better. He's making more accurate throws. It's like he sat down in the bye week and rewatched every single game from this season. He saw which throws he could make and which ones he forced, and now he's only going with the throws he knows he can be successful making. He's flipped the script since the bye week, and one of the biggest reasons that this team actually has a playoff sweat is because Taylor Heineke hasn't turned the ball over much. If he can keep that confidence, he fires up our offense, which fires up the defense. Hopefully special teams can make field goals with the new field goal kicker. Uh, You got to like the Taylor Heineke is such a big gamer. So my keys to victory, number one, 100 yards rushing. Number two, create a turnover by an interception or a fumble. And then number three, score more than 24 points. I think this is a 31-28 victory. Let's go to the phone lines real quick here. We got Tim in Virginia. What's up, Tim? You want to talk football team? 
Uh, hey, Adam, thanks for taking my call. I just want to say that this week, because J.D. McKissick is down, it is Antonio Gibson's time to shine. You said that Heineke needs to not turn the ball over, but this time it is Gibson that needs to not turn the ball over. Yeah. We, if we, just, we need to give him the rock, let him just absolutely shred through the Vegas guys, and we can – I am I think we can win this game. I say – this is my hot take right here. If we, if we can win today, I see us winning out. Oh, I, I love it, it Tim. Appreciate the yeah. call. I, I agree. I mean, this would be huge for momentum. Uh, I'm a little nervous about Dallas next week, but if we are going into that game on a four-game win streak, they're not stopping us. Let's go to Mike in D.C. What up, Mike? What's up, Awad? How are you? I'm good, man. What are your thoughts on the football team going to Vegas? Well, I, I'll be honest. I called in earlier about the Wizards. I'm just going to give a quick take on the Wizards. I know right. we're on the Yeah, yeah, uh, of course. I'd love it, man. But, um, Wizards are my favorite team. So I'll get on the positive first, real quick. Love the coach. Wes Unsell Jr. I think is doing a great job. I would love to see uh, Montrez Harrell with uh, Bryant. I think those two would be a menace on the boards and defensively. And if you add in Hachimura and he's actually healthy and playing hard, that's a really good inside. I think what the issue and problems with the Wizards is, personally, I feel like I love Bradley Beal as my favorite player. He's not playing very hard, it doesn't seem like at times. But my biggest issue is this. There may be a player you remember named Ian Mahimi. He was as useless as it comes on the court, and yeah. I feel like Bertans is right there. <laughs> he literally he plays no defense. Um, yeah, he'll shoot, make three threes, but the amount of points he gives up and the lack of defensive ability and how much many times people have to make up for him isn't worth him being on the court, in my opinion. So I'd love to hear your comments, but uh, love the Wiz, and uh, happy Saturday. Thanks, man. And so, Mike, I, here, Bertans frustrates me as to all hell. I mean, I agree with you. He's a defensive liability. But what I will say is this team needs shooters. They need guys to make a three-point shot. And so it, it pains me to say I'm still throwing them out there in the lineup every single game. Uh, your point on Bradley Beal, I think he's trying harder defensively this season, and I think he's scoring less because he's trying to get more guys involved. But also you got to think this Scott Brooks offense was designed around getting Bradley Beal points for pretty much the last three seasons. Um, West Unsell Jr.'s offense is more about extra passing and ball movement to get an open shot rather than who's shooting the ball. Uh, so that's my opinion there. Um, but I appreciate the phone call on the Wizards, but we're talking Washington football team right now, and joining me next on the hotline is my guy, the Rooster, Chris Russell, to break down Vegas against Washington. Uh, he also talked to Tommy Shepard, so maybe I'll squeeze in a Wizards sh- uh Question or two with him next. That's Chris Russell, the rooster on the fan with Adam Epstein after this break. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. Little radio behind the scenes there. My guy, Chris Russell. Uh, We got him on the line here, but we had to throw in an extra commercial or two because we couldn't get in touch with him. But we got him. We got the rooster. We locked him down here, strapped a phone to him, and we said we're going to talk football team. What's up, Chris? I'm, I'm sorry, Awad. I apologize. I was a little bit delinquent in my commitment to you and the Awad Army. I apologize profusely. It was a, it was a long night for the Rooster last night. You know, a little. Uh, uh, we did the show from Capital One Arena yesterday with, uh, you know, with Pete and Tommy Shepard and and and, uh, and Dave Johnson and, uh, and 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 Justin Kutcher and then had a great time in the suite. Uh, we missed you guys. I was half expecting to be able to have a beer or two with my guys, Linnell and. I was about A-Y. to say, Rooster. You know, you know, I have a bone to pick with you about that. <laughs> I, I, I was. I'm very happened? upset. I was not there. 
I mean, Linnell, you chose the wrong one to go to, the wrong Crazy, event right? to go to. I mean, at Maryland, we had a wonderful suite, but we had no food and no drink. At Capital One Arena last night, let me tell you something, boys. Not only did now it went quick because there were a lot of employees and, and, and people there, but I mean, it was fully stocked with Bud Light, regular <laughs> Bud, Michelob Light, um, you know, all sorts of Diet Pepsi, Pepsi, what have you, and the food was outrageous. Man, just outrageous. Rooster, Rooster having himself a weekend, having yourself a Friday night. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm all for it, man. Uh, the fact that uh, I got to, I found out my guy, uh, Darius, and, and, uh, and Ryan were there with Danny, man, yeah. so it sounded like a great time. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw the little video uh, that I put up on my Instagram story and Facebook story. I've got JT the Vic, and I've got Ryan Clary, a drunk Ryan Clary, by the way, <laughs> uh, dancing right before the Ludacris concert, and Vic shoving sandwiches down his throat with mayonnaise dripping out of his mouth and dancing to the music in the background, and that was even before Ludacris took the stage. Hey, you know? that, that must have been your first time seeing Ludacris. Uh, why would you say that? It was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I'm following you right yes, now on Instagram at Chris Russell DC. Uh, Russell with two S's and two L's, and I'm seeing Vic and I'm seeing Ryan, and everyone's going after it. They did not care that the Wiz got blown out in that yeah. one. Uh, but let's yeah. talk here, football team. We don't have too much time here. We're running out yeah. of. Uh, clock here uh the awad army they love it when we get to mix awad and the rooster talking washington football uh i gave right, my keys to victory all right and so uh as i know that you were not paying attention because we couldn't get in touch with you let me repeat them and get your thoughts on them keys to victory number one 100 yards rushing number two create a turnover either by interception or fumble and number three we have to score more than 24 points to win this game I mean, I'll start with number three. I've been saying all week, it, 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 there is no way you can score 17, 18, 19, 20 points. You know, the, the mediocre-type offensive performance. Even if you control time of possession and the ball and run the ball well and run, you know, in your, in, in your number for 100 yards, and I, I'm with you, obviously, uh, you have to score points. And I, I would say, again, probably – the absolute stone cold minimum is 24, but I, I probably would agree with you. I think you're probably going to need 27, and that's a part of the reason why I just don't buy, honestly, the Washington football team being able to win this game. Can they? Sure, absolutely. Will they? I don't. I, that's where I don't think so, especially without J.D. McKissick, maybe without Flowers. I know you're getting you know Samuel back for a second game, Logan Thomas back. They should be theoretically better. You know, but I don't know about Flowers. Schweitzer is out. Uh, we know already J.D. McKissick's out. Antonio Gibson on a short week, 36 touches AWOD last week, which is you know good to see him ramp up. That means he's healthy, but that's a quick turnaround. So I don't know, can he carry the load? Is Jared Patterson ready for you know 15 touches? Can he hang in there in pass protection? That's what I worry about tomorrow against Max Crosby. And the Vegas Raiders pass rush, you know, when Jared Patterson's in there, is he going to get lit up like a Christmas tree, early December style? So, Russell, I uh, here's, here's what I, I will say, and, and I think you make a great point there that Gibson had a lot of carries last week, and so it's going to be tough for him to, to continue that without J.D. McKissick. Uh, but I think Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel coming back isn't mm -hmm. getting enough love, all right? First off, because they, they will be on, they will probably be on a pitch count, you know. But the thing is, is that Logan Thomas just the way he posts up in the middle of the field. 
That was absolutely a touchdown catch to win the game last week. I hate I the, the catch rule in the NFL. But that is so key for a guy like Taylor Heineke where he's going to have to scramble and make some plays this game. I think the uh, the running game is going to struggle because uh, Oakland, uh, Vegas has such a great line. And so I think he's going to have to extend plays and having Logan Thomas as a safety there is huge. And then Curtis Samuel, what do you think? Can they hand it off to him a few times this week? Because well, no and, and, that, and that's what Pete and I talked about yesterday, is Curtis Samuel and obviously DeAndre Carter can help you absorb some of the loss of J.D. McKissick. Yeah. Um, you know, and I agree. I mean, obviously Taylor's going to have to scramble and buy some time or whatever. I mean, every quarterback really does that. But where I would like to see him get a little more aggressive, Awan, is a couple of those third and uh, the third and two, two third ones um, on, on Monday night. Yeah, he could have he could have ripped it and he could have run with it and he could have kept it and maybe he didn't make the precise read that you would have. You know, on an RPO. So, Russell, like, let's you know, let's talk about that for a second, all right? Yeah. Because I think everyone in DC agrees he should have ran yeah. it on at least one of those. But now right. that there's been tape on that, do you think Vegas is saying, "Hey, that's going to be open. We have to look out for that," or is well, Washington sure, sure. saying, "Heineke, run it, man. If it's third sure. and one, you can keep it like RG three and go up the sidelines." Sure, but if you execute the mesh point, which is the, you know the mesh point, which is either the fake give to the running back with the quarterback, if you execute that and if you execute it right with your eyes up, if you're Heineke, you'll see whether that whether they're overplaying that. And if they're overplaying that, guess what, Awad? They're not overplaying the run. Yeah, You, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, Seattle is overplaying the cross-shotgun run give to Antonio Gibson, or they were playing it right, and they were underplaying the keep on the, you know, on, on, the, on the keep side. Yeah. If they're overplaying the keep side then that's going to theoretically, especially if you want to run Gibson or whoever, Jared Patterson, offset to Heineke's right out of gun, and they're cross-facing the quarterback and going off to your left side of the offense, hopefully behind Flowers and definitely behind Leno. See, that's the whole thing. If you have Flowers play tomorrow and if he can somehow stay in there and, and hang in there whole whole game because again you're already without McKissick, we're already without Collins already without Schweitzer if you have if you have Eric Flowers and he's sort of close to Eric Flowers I think you can do what you need to do to keep this game close if yeah. Flowers goes out early if Flowers doesn't play along with Schweitzer along with McKissick along with Landon Collins along with a better offense that you're dealing with, and a short week, I, I just think it's too much to overcome. I think Washington will be very close in this game. I do not see a blowout by any means. I'd be surprised. I'm scared to death of Hunter Renfro uh, on the offensive side for Vegas and Derek Carr extending plays. But I think they'll keep it close. I just don't know if they have enough ammunition, again, on a short week. And now a suddenly rejuvenated team. You know, like Vegas thinks, hey, yeah, we're 6-5. and five. We're very much alive. And they yeah. are. Yeah, I, I think they've been alive all season long uh, since they had uh, that big victory uh, early in the season where they kind of, uh, you know, put, put the, the light – just lit it up against some people. Uh, so here's my last question. Chris Russell on the hotline, the rooster. Uh, real quick here, because we don't have too much time. Are you nervous that Washington will get run all over by Josh Jacobs? If he's, I know he's no. questionable, if he's even able right. to play. Should I be worried about the running game, no. or should I be more worried about seeing Deshaun Jackson get past our secondary? No, you should be more worried about not only Deshaun, but the guy that I just mentioned, Hunter Renfro. Because it doesn't yeah. look like the tight end, Darren Waller, is going to play. I mean, he's doubtful. 
Uh, I'm hoping Jamin Davis person. will just eat up Hunter Renfro. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I, I look, Hunter Renfro is a really good receiver, really good route runner, and he's smart and instinctive. Uh, and, and he can make even an athletic guy who's over-aggressive miss in space. That's what I worry about. And it's not just... It's not just Jamin Davis. It's, you know, when he gets isolated and matched up against Daryl Roberts, who's going to be playing more, and Stroman and, 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 and Kendall Fuller and, and William Jackson the third. it doesn't take a lot to turn a seven-yard little squid route or an option route or sit down into a 50-yard game. It's just, I mean, I've seen it play out time and time and time again, including against this defense late last year in Pittsburgh and other times, right? Yeah. So the bottom line is, is if they're not tackling gangbuster style against Hunter Renfro, that's going to be a problem. And then obviously Deshaun, if you give Derek Carr time to move and manipulate the pocket like he did on Thanksgiving Day on that first series to Deshaun, Deshaun's just going to outrun you on a high crosser, uh, that type of thing. And then he's going to run away from you. Oh, and by the way, he can run a deep post. And the, oh, by the way, he can run a deep nine round and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, so, you know, listen, maybe I'm giving too much credit to Las Vegas. I, I, I probably am. I'm just saying, you know, now look, no landing college, short week, all that. I think there's a much better team at offense that they are dealing with than Seattle, and they, of course, struggled to dispose of Seattle. They could have lost that game, Awad. Yeah, you're right. Rooster, thanks so much for the time, man. All right, thanks for sniffing. I mean, uh, sorry for sniffing you guys. I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. That's my guy, Chris Russell. You can hear him on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. I'm Adam Epstein, and I want to say a happy Hanukkah to all the listeners out there. We had an early Hanukkah, started in November for the first time in about 15 years. Um, and so I've had a great Hanukkah. I got to uh, go out and have a, a nice lunch with my dad the other day. What do you think we had, Leno? We had bagels. It's pretty obvious. We that's the, It's the number one thing in my family. When we go out to eat, and we're if we're, it's not a fancy meal, we go out we get grab a bagel or two. I, I know it was sauce-free. Oh, yeah. It had cream cheese and locks, though. You're not hip to any of that, though. Like, you don't. Do you even know what locks is? Mike Loxley, head, head Maryland football. <laughs> like coach? smoked salmon. Have you ever had smoked oh, salmon? Oh yeah. Oh, Thanksgiving. We had the silliest thing. I don't mean to cut into this, but, no, but my let me cousin stuffed salmon with shrimp and crab. Oh, it was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've silly. seen that before. Like in uh, what did I feel? Bobby they have a name for that. Yeah, man. So you had a good Thanksgiving, huh? Great Thanksgiving. Didn't play in a turkey bowl this year, though. Unfortunately, didn't get to come out of retirement for one day. Yeah. No, I saw my, my one of my friends had a, a nice big game at Hayfield. I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, do you have any plans for Christmas coming up? Because I'm, I'm giving Hanukkah a shout-out. We should give a Merry Christmas to people, too. I'm thinking, man, like, AWOD Army Christmas football game? <laughs> you know what? Like, that- seriously, though. Like, not even trying to be funny. Like, so, a uh, station-wide thing. I saw a Grant tweet about this, actually. So, the... Washington plays Dallas in Dallas December 26th, the day of my birthday. That's your birthday? Yeah, and the Wizards have a game that day, I think, against the Sixers. Uh, So I have to do something with friends and family that involves uh, D.C. sports. I absolutely have to. Uh, But I did want to say a quick uh, Netflix shout-out here that I have been watching on Disney+, Plus the Beatles documentary, um, and I'm absolutely loving it. It is called Get Back. Um, and it's a basically, it's like 800 hours of never before seen footage that they're putting into this documentary where the Beatles were getting ready for a performance uh, in 1968 
long before Linnell was ever born, long before AWOD was around. And I just love it because uh, I didn't realize how much the Beatles were part of my life. My dad, growing up, had a, a John Lennon poster in the house, and he would play Beatles. If it wasn't playing Prince or Bruce Springsteen, it was Beatles classics. Yeah, 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 Yellow Submarine, all that stuff. And so I'm really loving learning about the Beatles, and it's just you're watching genius take place. And Linnell, as a producer, I think you would love it because they're going through some of these songs and they're making them up on the spot and they're deciding, no, put this line here, this line here. It's like they're audio producing, they're mixing. And I think that's why they're so talented is they weren't just singers and performers. They also had a producer mindset too. So I think everyone should watch the Beatles get back uh, on Disney+. Plus. This has been AWOD Weekend Radio. You can catch me next Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Peace out. Go DC Sports. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.